My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure heals kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Dwight Bain. Dwight Bain. I have to tell you where I am before we get started. I'm in Carrie Scott's upstairs bedroom pacing because Carrie is downstairs with Julie Thomas and Lisa Kyle, and they are making a video about firebrand events, which... We will hopefully release this video sometime in the next couple of weeks about what we're doing next. Isn't that exciting? It sounds actually like a lot of fun. And I know that you guys, I know you're having a ton of fun. Yeah, it's fun. I told them when I was recording my part of the video, I looked at them at one point and I said, let's just stay together till the end. I promise you, we will have fun. That's all I bring to the table. We will have fun. <laughs> That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. Yeah, yep, don't yep, you yep. want that? You want to run with people. I want that for everyone listening. I want that for you. I want that for me, that we would just enjoy our lives, you know? Well, and that's that's one of the things. There's an old saying in the, the field of counseling that you and I become the sum total of the five people that we hang out with. And, and for some people, um, that is not a good thing. Yeah. Because if you look at the five people you hang out with, or if you don't have friends, then that would be the five television shows that you watch or the five things that you're tracking on Netflix. Because when you look at, and psychologically it makes sense, that we become the cumulative effect of what we put into our mind, who we spend our time with. And and and, and for some people, uh, that's fantastic. Because then if you're stronger, you can go help more people. And and you fight a lot less, and there's so much more peace inside. Yeah. But if you're not feeling that peace, then good news, that's what Life with Lisa Williams is about. Because even if they're not feeling peace, Lisa, we pretty much guarantee, money back uh, guarantee, that they will have fun. <laughs> we'll have fun. That is guaranteed. But did I learn anything? I don't think we so. Don't learn but anything, man, nope. we had a lot of fun. It's, it's sort of like seventh grade. I don't think I learned anything, but I, I had a good buddy. First time I had a really best friend at school, and man, we had a lot of fun. I don't think we learned anything. You know, girls were more complex than we thought. We learned that. <laughs> well, before we get into whatever Dwight Bain, counselor and best friend to many and wonderful husband and father and life coach and author and speaker, Dwight Bain, before we get into the meat of whatever he wants to talk about today, I just want to ask you a quick question before we pivot into whatever you want. Okay. Is it then a wise strategy? Because, you know, I'm not a strategist. I just kind of live life. I jump in and swim is kind of how, you know, I live. And then I figure it out as I go and looking backwards like, oh, that was a good choice. Oh, that was a bad choice. <laughs> is it a good choice then to to really become a student of the people, um, the potential people that could be in your close five and to watch them and to, and to figure out who can I trust? 
who has attributes that I would love to have in my life? She has a lot of faith. She believes God. She is so kind. And then you, and then you make, I'm figuring this out as I'm saying it even, you make conscious efforts to invest in those relationships so that you can develop a friendship. Yep. 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 Because if, if I go with, all right, so let's look at two ways. If I just kind of go with the cultural norm of, uh, who are my neighbors? Who are my coworkers? You know, who did my sister marry? And do I like my brother-in-law? If I just kind of go with what life hands me, I think there are parts of the country and maybe some small communities where, where people really are pretty healthy and, and the sum total of the people that you're around. I think of some friends that live in Lincoln, Nebraska, and they are the coolest family and everybody in their family. I, I'm better when I'm around this mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and there's six kids. And they've all made really wise choices in who they marry and they're raising the next generation. And they're just wonderful, good, godly, strong. I'm better when I'm around them, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if I can be intentional, that's a popular word right now. And I can be intentional to say, okay, so who do I have a choice to be around? I don't really get to have much choice with coworkers. Don't get much choice with certain relatives. But if I can intentionally say, who makes me a better person? Who challenges my thinking spiritually? Who challenges, you know, me personally and won't let me get away with, with, with stupidness? You know, who holds me accountable maybe in some ways? Who's just a really good thinker? And many years ago, um, goodness, when I first really kind of got started in my career, a wonderful mentor, the, the guy that started Liberty University, his name's Elmer Towns. And I give honor to Elmer because Elmer taught me about being intentional of at least once a week, Meet with someone who makes you better. Wow. Wow. And so that means I've been to Denny's way more times than a human being should go. Because, <laughs> you know, back before they were Panera's, this is back before, you know, Starbucks was even an idea in, in Seattle. It was just Denny's. find a, a logical place to be able to have a conversation. And for some people, that's going to be a fishing dock out in the back of their house. Or for some people, maybe it's on a porch swing. But you find a place once a week to intentionally Spend time with somebody that makes you better. Now, this is not going to church. Church is good. Church isn't bad. This Bible study, life group, not a bad thing. But this is to meet one-on-one with somebody who uh, challenges you in some way. And, and, the, and there's kind of three levels of that. So you got people that are your peers. Uh, usually they're about your same age, give or take maybe five years. And maybe their kids are about the same age. And maybe their parents are aging about the same place. So somebody who's at kind of a similar place in life. And we need that. These are peers. These are people who become wonderful, dear, trusted friends. And we need that. It's absolutely essential for good mental health. But then you kind of go up a generation and you need mentors. And and I've been blessed to have just absolutely amazing, godly mentors who challenge me. They make me better. Wow. And, and, and that's such a gift to have that in your life. I mean, oh I know there's a lot gracious. of us that are looking at our lives right now going, wait, who is that for me? You know? But remember, this could be a grandparent. It mm-hmm. could be a retired pastor, maybe. You know, uh, I had a, a youth pastor who really was influential in my life, and he's long since retired. But David Hurd in Orlando, Florida, made a huge impact on me. Right, so usually a mentor. Now they're going to be usually much older, and, and they've got a lot more wisdom and a lot more life experience and a lot deeper skill set, and so they bring with them wisdom. Now the people who are my peers they bring a tremendous sense of acceptance, no judgment zone, because they're in the position of saying, you know what, your spouse is driving you crazy right now. Yeah, mine too. Here's what we did. 
Here's a retreat we went to. Here's something that really helped us in being able to parent our kids or deal with an aging parent. All right, so my peers are going to bring acceptance and, and probably a pretty fair amount of compassion. My mentors, they're going to bring wisdom. And sometimes they're going to bring a challenge. Why would you do that? What do you really think that's going to accomplish? I, I love asking people the second question. You know, the first question, you know, why did you do that? The second question, what were you thinking that, you know, how's this going to help you accomplish what you say you want? If you say you want a better family, how's this fight with the person you're married to help you have a better family? I, I don't get it. Or are people in business, uh, you know, how does yelling at your employees right now, if you're the boss, how does yelling at your employees make more money? I'm, I'm really, really confused because just thinking ahead one step can sometimes help solve a whole bunch of arguments. But remember I said on, on three levels, because Lisa, I believe then there's a third level. And this is, I've learned something from my mentors. I've got tremendous acceptance and, and I've got a tremendous sense of, of just compassion from my, my peers, my really close friends, because I need now somebody uh, in, in Christian circles, we would say somebody we're discipling. In, in other circles, somebody that you're mentoring. Here's mm -hmm. what I learned and here's somebody who's, who's much younger maybe you're at a, at a, at a challenging place in life and I've already crossed that bridge and I'm able to say, Hey, I think I can help you. Now there is a caution here uh, because we're all flawed humans and, and I certainly know how I've been, you know, influenced and, and, and because of things in my past, how some things are more distracting than others. And it's been my experience. It's, it's really safer and better, um, to always meet in a public place, you know, like a restaurant or a bookstore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's usually a pretty good idea to, to keep it with the same gender unless mm -hmm. somebody has SSA. Um, uh, what's SSA? Um, same sex attraction. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been so a counselor way too long. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's so many things to think about, like <laughs> a wonderful, a priest that I study who's been dead probably 25 years, brilliant, brilliant thinker. And his issue was SSA and he was so profound because even though he struggled with same-sex attraction, so some people, you know, their lust is, you know, somebody that looks, you know, like Magic Mike or a Victoria's Secret model. And for other people, it's like, no, because remember, lust, lust is, is just a desire of something that, that you're not supposed to have. And for most people, it's because they're lonely in some way. Mm -hmm. And so Satan tempts with lust. It's one of the seven, uh, the seven great sins that are talked about. And so wisdom is... Whatever I've learned, I want to make sure I'm not walking into something that's going to seem like a fit for loneliness or that's going to seem like something that could turn into lust because, you know, there are enough sad stories of how selfish sure. and disappointing yeah. we can be. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to ever be another sad story. And yeah. so being able to say, you know yeah. what? Let's meet at the Barnes and Noble and, and here's what I've learned. And, and I found because somebody taught me this a long time ago. That it's really, really helped because church is good and Bible studies are good and life groups are good. And sometimes going, you know, bowling or fishing or, or, or golfing or maybe going on a shopping trip. Yeah, that's fun. Go to New York, see a show. But what we need are, are, are meaningful conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is really helpful just to think it through. And one thing that comes to mind for me too, Dwight, is, um, I met with someone, um, a nutritionist, naturopath life coach last week. And we ended up talking for two hours because she just said some things I needed to hear. It was so profound. I think about life coaches. I think about therapists or counselors. And I think about spiritual direction, spiritual directors. I know that at Colorado oh, yeah. Christian University, um, CCU actually has a degree in uh, spiritual direction. Yep. And 
I've met with a spiritual director here in Denver, and it's been some of the most profound meetings of prayer and in God's word. And so it's hard sometimes for me to figure out the mentor piece, but I have found success in paying for those people in my life. You know, like I need someone who's seen a lot and understands a lot who I can be voraciously honest with and who will speak truth without agenda. So I have found either, you know, life coaching, counseling therapy, or spiritual direction has been helpful. How does that fit into what you're talking about? So paying for professional service is fine. No, no problem there. Better, I think, and what I've watched for myself in the years, because I've paid for professional services for lots of things and, and have my entire career. It's sort of like, you know, when I go to a doctor that doesn't believe in going to doctors, and so the rule that we've always used for me or for family members who are going to counseling, if a counselor doesn't go to counseling themselves personally, I'm not sure that that's the right counselor for me. Right. Because right. I want to make sure that if I'm going to somebody for coaching, I want to make sure, okay, well, to, you know, who's your coach? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because I don't yeah. just want somebody who got it out of a book. Nothing right. against books, but... You know, I'm usually facing some pretty tough things when I go to hire a professional. Right. Right. And so it's not bad to go to the doctor when you're sick, but better is to maybe have a really wise grandma who says, oh, honey, you just need some chicken soup and some vitamin C. Yeah, really. I know, right? (laughs) A friend, a family member, a neighbor. And and what we're talking about here, Lisa, is the idea of community. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. Yes. Because in community, the weak lean on the strong. And the strong are fulfilled when they're able to help the weak. And the goal is to get everybody strong because God designed us for community. And there's a bunch of insecurities that I've had in my life. And it's weird. Going to counseling was helpful. And I've gone to lots of counseling and I've been a counselor a long time. And I've read thousands, probably five, 6,000 books at this point on counseling topics. However, I don't really remember much of what those counselors said. I remember going to their office or sometimes like, oh yeah, I went to a counselor on this side of town. Because I was trying to figure something out or trying to help a family member figure something out. But the things that were the most profound and, and life-changing to me were the relationships. To be able to sit in a Red Lobster and watch Elmer Towns eat popcorn shrimp, which is not a healthy food choice, but Elmer's 84 years old. <laughs> so he can so eat what he wants. <laughs> must be working pretty good <laughs> to be able to sit in a restaurant and hear that Steve Brown gravelly voice say, but what'd you learn from that? Or, or yeah, to wow. be able yeah. to have, um, you know, my wonderful friend Robert Stewart. I had breakfast with Robert this morning, and he's a city commissioner in his city, and he runs a a, a homeless ministry that's helped over four million people. And I just love Robert, and we kind of do life together. And he's a peer, mm-hmm. and we're really close friends, and we talk about things that are kind of going on in our lives and our families. And that deep level of friendship, the great thing, and I learned this a long time ago, is that. You'll meet people like this on the road to somewhere else. I don't really think you can wake up one day and say, I need a BFF. I think that works if you're in middle school. Because in middle school, he's going to look a lot like Justin Bieber. You know, he's got the hair. You got to have the hair one direction. I understand how this works. I mean, I'm from the Donnie and Marie era. It's a different era, but it's it's always for teen girls. It's about the hair. And see, I'm a bald guy, so that's always offended me. (laughs) So what you're saying is... <laughs> that, 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 you know, and I do always feel for someone who's listening and their heart is breaking because they're like, I don't have any of these people in my life and I just feel so alone that you can be intentional to begin looking for them. But yeah. you're saying that most of these relationships happen as we journey along. And perhaps if we keep our eyes open, like I, I, I looked at my own life. 
I, you know, was living here in Denver and I just kept being drawn to Julie Thomas and I would hear her say okay. things or see her do things. And I think that's, that's someone I want to be like. That's someone I want to be around. Ooh, I get her. Ooh, she's funny. Cool. I like her. Oh, she loves Jesus. Like I love Jesus. And then I just kept moving towards closer relationship till you get to a point where you are tight and yep. you are doing life together. And so what you're saying, it's along the journey is more the norm um, of discerning what relationships will be your peers and who will be your mentors and who will be, you know, someone that God allows you to help in the mentoring role. But just for that for a second before we have to go, because I have no idea what you wanted to talk about today, but we're almost out of time. <laughs> but we're going to just. This was uh, it. Okay, great. Um, for someone who's listening and they feel pain. They've made it to the end of the show, but if, if they were completely honest, they would say, I just feel alone. I feel like I go through the motions. I have lots of shallow relationships, but I don't have someone who I feel is a close, close friend. What about them? Yep. So, and I'm glad you, you said that because Lisa, right now, temporarily through this show, we come alongside and we're their friend. It was probably, is at least 15 years I would listen to Christian radio shows, I'd listen to talk shows, I'd read books, and I would feel so alone. Even one time, I, I didn't even think I could keep living life. Yeah. But I kept praying and hoping, and I kept trying to be a loving, kind person. When, when you look at 1 Corinthians 13, the great love chapter in the Bible, it says the three most powerful emotions in the entire of the Bible is faith, hope, and love. Now, the greatest is love, and so I can be a loving person. That doesn't mean romantic kind of stuff. That's back to Justin Bieber and, and all that. And, and sometimes I've found that if there's too much media about how much in love and fantastic and, and how great everybody else's life and marriage and romance, no, no, it's not. I've been a counselor a long time. So if you turn that stuff off and then you pray with hope and you act in faith, I, I did not wake up and say, wow, Ron Sykes is going to be one of my closest friends. I met him at a, 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 a church I didn't go to. Uh, somebody invited me and I went, you know, a couple times. And I got to know this guy. And now he's one of my closest friends because I was intentional in faith to say, you know, I really enjoyed our conversation. You want to meet again for coffee sometime, right? And so you take a step in faith to pursue that. You hope, because God, I, I was so lonely. And I sure need friends, but I didn't know who they were going to be. And, and and by being able to say, God, you're going to have to love me. He does. So I have love to give to other people. God, you're going to have to give me hope. He does. That I can have some really strong and deep friendships. But that takes a long time. So the goal then, the key to this one, is to be able to have faith, to act in faith, to say, I'm going to be a friend. And I'm going to reach out to people and I'm going to ask a person, hey, have you ever thought about mentoring somebody? Because you have so much wisdom. And I'm going to say to somebody else, you know, I've been through that. If you want to meet for coffee sometime, I can tell you what worked for me. And if I can prayerfully face the day, instead of feeling despondent and scared and alone, but face the day with faith and hope mm -hmm. and love, mm -hmm. then I truly believe, and I've seen this happen in my own journey. And Lisa, I remember where I was the day I met you. It was Where? upstairs in a radio studio, yes. <laughs> and I was so impressed to meet you because I'd heard you on the radio for, I don't know, a year, and it was like, man, this woman's really loud, and she's energetic, <laughs> and she's fun. 
And and you asked me and another guy named Scott here you were doing a show with ask if I knew how to spit a cherry tomato. And I can spit a cherry tomato about 35 feet. It's a true gift I have. <laughs> and you and Scott both were like, we should have never asked this guy, this bald guy walking down a hallway because he can, he can flat spit a cherry tomato. But I remember where I was at and I thought, I just really enjoyed your presence. You were fun and you had a lot of energy. And that was the first, I remember I could take you back to exactly where we were standing when I first met you because I didn't know I was going to meet you that day, and I didn't know that, gosh, 25 years later, you'd be one of my closest friends. So because sweet. you find people, if you're prayerful, it's like, Lord, I just want to be around people that are growing and people who make me better, yeah. people who bring the best out of me. I want to be around people like that, God. And if you live that way, faith and hope and love, then God will bring people on your path, and you'll then get to learn some things, and then you can go and teach the next bunch. Yes, yes, yes. So that's good, sound encouragement for anyone who is just feeling alone and even maybe has tried and then the door closed and you just think, well, what's the point? Don't give up. Pray and walk by faith and continue to seek. And yeah, it's good counsel. It's just, it's just good. And so I know that I know what I needed from today's show. I've got it kind of tucked away in my mind to think about all week long. If you want to respond to anything that you heard and just want to go deeper, you want uh, you know you want Dwight to go deeper on another show about anything specifically. Um, you have comments or feedback or, or resources, maybe a book or just some ideas, whatever. Please reach out to us. Leave a comment below this particular show when you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. You can also find ways to get in touch with Dwight Bain. Hashtag thanks for listening. <laughs>